as she neared the building. The cigarette disappointed him. She'd probably taste like an ashtray, nothing at all like his fantasies. He looked her over for another moment before sliding from the vehicle. The sound of jackhammers hit him, along with the familiar smell of busted-up concrete. He glanced up and down the block and noted the cop on foot patrol talking to one of the utility workers. Both guys were fat and complacent, too many donuts. The cop would hoof it over here in a few minutes, but by then it would be too late. The messenger hit the sidewalk, keeping the brim of his cap low as he watched the woman. Eye contact. Just an instant, but it sent a sweet jolt of adrenaline through him. One minute. He looked straight ahead as they passed each other. This was it. He reached into his jacket pocket and pulled out two bits of orange foam, which he pressed into his ears. He hung a right and saw the Ford parked in the designated place. Ten seconds. He pulled out his second phone, took a deep breath as he flipped it open. Message one. You reap what you sow. He hit send and braced for the concussion. For a moment, nothing. And then the earth moved. Andrea Finch had never been dumped at a barbecue joint, but there was a first time for everything. Her date looked out of place at the scarred wooden booth in his charcoal gray suit. He'd come straight from work, as she had. He'd ditched the tie, but still seemed overly formal in a restaurant that had paper towel rolls on every table and classic country drifting from the jukebox. So, Nick Mays took a swig of beer. How was your day? Andrea smiled. He sounded like a tired husband, and they'd only been dating a month. Fine, she said. Yours? Fine. For the dozenth time since she'd sat down, his gaze darted over her shoulder. When his blue eyes met hers again, she felt a twinge of regret. He really was a nice-looking man. Good eyes, thick hair, a bit of a beer gut, but she didn't mind, really. His main problem was his oversized ego. Andrea was used to men with big egos. She'd been surrounded by them since she'd entered the police academy, and they'd only multiplied once she'd earned her detective's badge. Listen, Andrea. He glanced over her shoulder again, and she braced for the speech. These last few weeks, they've really been great. He was a terrible liar, which was too bad. As an assistant district attorney, he was going to need the skill if he planned to run for his boss's job someday. He opened his mouth to continue, just as a waitress stepped up and beamed a smile at him. Y'all ready to order? Nick looked pained, but to his credit, he nodded in Andrea's direction. Andy? I'm good, thanks. He glanced at the waitress. Me too. So... Y'all won't be having dinner with us? Her overly made-up eyes shifted to Andrea. She tucked a lock of blonde hair behind her ear and looked impatient. Just the drinks for now. Nick gave her one of his smiles, which seemed to lessen her annoyance as she hustled off. The smile faded as he turned back to Andrea. So, I was saying, these past few weeks, it's been a good time, Andy. You're an interesting girl. She gritted her teeth. 
If he insisted on using frat boy speak, she was going to make this way harder for him. She folded her arms over her chest and cast her gaze around the restaurant, letting his comment dangle awkwardly. The cowbell on the door rattled as a family of four filed outside. Tonight's crowd was thin, even for a Monday. Maybe the weather was keeping people away. Austin was set to get sleet tonight, and her lieutenant had called in extra officers expecting the roads to be a mess. Andrea. She looked at him. I said, wouldn't you agree with that? The cowbell rattled again as a skinny young man stepped through the entrance. He wore a black trench coat and clunky boots. His two big ears reminded Andrea of her brother. She looked at Nick. Agree with what? His mouth tightened. I said it seems like neither of us is looking for something serious right now, so maybe we should cool things down a little.